When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Rocky Road. I'm your host, Kevin Byrne, and today I am joined by two men who went to the same school in Wexford, won Irish senior titles, represented their countries as boxers and are now and coaches and are now facing similar tasks in different countries. And that task is to wake sleeping giants and bring them back to the big time. Billy Walsh from Team USA and German Kaiser Eddie Bulger. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And lads, I'll ask both of you, uh, seeing as you're Two, two men from Wexford who are now kind of working on the world stage. Why can't Ireland keep our best coaches? Why, what's going on? Uh, where do you want to start? That's a long one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going, I don't know. I think, you know, I, think, I, I can't really speak for Eddie, but we're, we worked together for, you know, for a number of years in, in probably the most successful program in Ireland. Um, if not one of the most successful in the world. And unfortunately, you know, um, people got jealous of his success, I think, and uh, weren't happy to allow us to continue to grow and flourish, you know. And, and uh, you know, opportunities came along for, you know, other countries were looking at what was happening. And, uh, they took the opportunity to take the two of us out. Wrong people didn't really want to hold on to us. So, was that your experience as well, Eddie? Uh, well, yes, probably different. I wasn't probably such high profile as Billy, and uh, for many re- for for good reasons. Uh, but things changed when Billy left. Uh, I mean, the fundamentals were still being done, and people probably overlooked that the the, the work was on the floor was still the fundamental work was still being done. Uh, my contract was coming up for uh, to be looked at, and I was I was asking to be reviewed, and I, I couldn't get anybody to review my performance. And it was just out of time, and then that uh, Germany came on board. Uh, and to be honest, whether I was head coach material at that time, it was just an offer I couldn't refuse to to go and develop. And uh, that's that's the real reason I I. I <laughs> I was gone out the door like a bullet, really. Yeah. And uh, uh, I didn't really give anybody any choice, uh, you know, to, to keep me, really. Uh, at that stage, 
to the weeks prior, yeah, I was looking for a bit of security, maybe a longer contract, uh, a little bit, probably more money and, and a better position. Security, really. You know, we had come out of a, not such a good uh, Olympic Games. And uh, yeah, that's really what I was looking for, a better a better contract. Uh, with, with security being the priority and or a longer term. But uh, now the time in Germany came in and uh, when I went over there, I, I knew it was a, I knew it was a no-brainer. Mm. Well, I'll bring it back, lads. You went, you went to the same school, Wexford CBS, and did you guys come under the influence of um, Aidan O'Sullivan? Yes, I did. Um, obviously, I'm a, I'm a little bit older than Eddie. I think about 10 or 11 years, maybe. Um, yeah, when I started boxing first, O'Sullivan was the, the coach in the club. Um, along with um, my coach, to, obviously, I went to the big games, which was Eddie Byrne. Uh, Eddie coached me uh, at that stage. I was seven uh, when I started in the school and obviously started on the schoolyard uh, grounds, which still today is a boxing gym, uh, which still runs there. Um, so I was there for that amount of time with Eddie O'Sullivan until I was about 14. And uh, Eddie, my coach, then, as happens with a lot of boxing clubs, uh, they end up falling out and they decided to start their own club in, in St. Joseph's. Uh, I moved with I moved with Eddie, who was, who was my coach. Uh, at the time, a lot, of, a lot of the boxers in the club moved at the time with, with him to St. Joseph's and started up there. Yeah, I'm shocked. I'm shocked to hear that there was a disagreement behind the scenes in boxing. Mm-hmm. The club, the club, CBS was my was my first and probably only club. Uh, I followed uh, family tradition. Uh, all, all my uncles and were 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 members of the club. And uh, Aidan Sullivan was coming to the end of his time there, but I was there with him for a few years. Uh, and uh, I believe he's very sick at the moment. He's in the hospital, so 87 years of age. But he had he had a profound uh, influence on. Uh, he 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 was probably a textbook coach. He learned it out of books and uh, great culture around it, great discipline, great manners. And uh, I think after uh, after that, then Liam Welsh, Liam Welsh from Fisher Row, not the least father now, uh, took over my development, and uh, I was in the club till I was twenty four, twenty five. Yeah. Coach, coach, and I became a coach. You know. So you say a textbook coach. I believe he he wasn't a boxer, so he was he. He was a school learned. principal, I think. Yeah. He was a school teacher, maybe at that stage, but uh, uh, I think it stemmed from uh, fisty cups out in the schoolyard. <laughs> they brought him into a classroom, I think, Billy, wasn't it? And uh, it developed from a classroom training environment into the club. It was built by volunteers and from the town, and it, it's just still the same club there. And when did you guys first meet? Me and Billy? Yeah. No. Oh, no, really? I wasn't at your birth, was it? No. no. Um, I, we, I don't know. I can't remember, to be honest with you. I'd, I'd say it would have been just... Yeah, I've been around I used, club. Well, where Billy lived, I used to run by it because it was too dangerous to walk by it. Uh, I was in I ran by it. Uh, so it was... Uh, I think it was just on the boxing circuit. Uh, Billy would have been 
somebody you somebody you'd be you'd be boxing the seniors and uh, you'd aspire to those guys Joe Fenlon Billy and uh, that's how we I we got, got to know each other through boxing yeah it's a small it's a small world isn't it boxing especially in Wexford yeah it was a it's it's woven into the culture and the community you know everybody boxed yeah it's good. like Wexford's great history in boxing doesn't it Billy yeah, like a lot of it, you know, there's that school, there's like seven or 800 pupils there. And at the time when I was, everybody boxed. Everybody went through the, and the Christian brothers are there at the time. When, right, there's many there now, but uh, they all they all went through the, they all were involved with the boxing club. Um, so it just seemed to be, there's a history of, of boxing there, I suppose, and, and a lot of people. Have done it as a, and then usually their kids would get involved in it, you know. Yeah, and, and so you guys get you got to know each other through the boxing circuit. But I suppose Eddie was coming up a couple of years after you. Yeah, I think Eddie's the same age as one of my brothers, um, Toddy, around the same age, I think. And so we we, we wouldn't have been hanging out together or anything with different groups of friends. And we lived in we're not too far away from each other actually. Where Eddie lives and where I live now, and where Eddie's mother lives is it's one street away. But I only lived three three more streets away. It was pretty close uh, to where Eddie grew up and I grew up. We, grew up, we just grew up in different, different groups of people, you know. Yeah, I I, I suppose I, I find it like we've we've spoke about your Ireland careers before, and we will again. Um, uh, so we can kind of park it for this episode. But I suppose I just find it mad the two guys from the same school in Wexford have both got jobs on the world stage now trying to revive these sleeping giants yourself in the USA and Eddie over in Germany. Um, well, what are you, well, what part of Wexford are you bringing to the world? <laughs> I'm part of it. Like, we're not bringing strawberries anyway, right? Right. Um, I don't know, I think it's just... We work together in 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 a, in a very good system uh, in Ireland. I think that obviously benefited both of us, and uh, we we grew and learned a hell of a lot. My time there from two thousand and three till two thousand fifteen was a fantastic experience, and um, and at the time, like Eddie said, he wasn't a head coach when Gary Keegan employed me. He employed an ambassador. <laughs> Uh, but he took a chance on me, and uh, from that, uh, I've grown and learned obviously quite a bit from that, and continue to do so to this day. Um, so it was, uh, yeah, I don't know what you bring for Wexford, I suppose. The people at Wexford are friendly, uh, they're easy to get on with, and I think that helps, you know, um, and they have a good positive look on life. So I think that's that has been a benefit to both of us. Mm. Yeah. I, I guess Eddie, like um, when when you were going, when you were considering the offer from Germany, is Billy someone you talked to in order to get advice? He he was already after kind of setting sail to take over USA in a somewhat similar job. Mm. Oh, definitely, uh, of course. I rang him. I rang him a few times. Uh, uh, he asked four years ago. Now I don't know how the conversations went. He was probably get the hell out of there and go and take up the challenge. Uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely around Billy. To this day, we still ring each other. Uh, it's 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 a it's it's probably still a working relationship, a working partnership. You know, we it's how we can benefit each other by benefiting ourselves, if you know what I mean. Uh, 
we we've just said, said look, I, I served my apprenticeship in Dublin, you know, so I think the same. <laughs> I bring my own stuff to it also, but uh, I got a very, very good apprenticeship in Dublin in all the key areas, you know, uh, uh, working with the support staff, you know, the good and bad, the things that uh, can possibly go wrong. Uh, with with service providers, the things that are good, uh, the things that can go wrong with different athletes. So, uh, uh, I served a good pre- apprenticeship, and I I haven't lost any battles that I've chose to fight over there over the table either. You know, and uh, that's that's a credit to the system in Dublin. Uh, I haven't lived through it. It's absolutely uh, a fantastic system that was there, and it it surpassed a lot of these. Uh, Super nations, you know, uh, and uh, like I said, it, it's 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 stood me in a good place over the last four years, along along with a bit of bluffing. Always, <laughs> yeah. That, that's your bit of Wexford you brought over. <laughs> which um, which you t- which of you two do you think had the harder task? That's a fair question, but I'm definitely going to say me. Yeah. But- um, both of us are in, yeah, the situation both of us are in, it was difficult and it still is, obviously. Um, so you could look at positives from both sides and, 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 and are the negatives from both sides and say, you know, well, you had it easier or Billy had it. Like each, each one, each job is its own and it's, it, it is difficult, you know. Uh, success would have been here. I would have been flowing through here if you know if they have all this talent and, and had a system in place. But unfortunately, uh, there wasn't a system good enough to be able to to manage and develop, you know, a world class team. And and I say he's in a similar boat was, you know, and a lot of people are stuck in the past and living in with memories of great teams in the eighties and all that and you know, um so you just got to change that piece, and and obviously in the culture, culture piece is the big part, uh, which has probably been the most difficult to change. What do you reckon, Eddie? For me, uh, it has been difficult, and you think the language would be the biggest problem. That's probably that that wasn't an issue at all. It, it, Germany has a fantastic history. Uh, you know, fundamentally, it was a superpower in sport, and it, it laid down the. The foundation for countries like Cuba, you know, it, it went the, the GDR educated most countries uh, in, in in the boxing system, but it didn't adapt or it didn't uh, it didn't develop today. And yeah, it can be people don't want to develop. They, they think that system was uh, perfect. It worked. It worked. 15, 20 years ago, but uh, from looking the outside in with regards to Germany, you think you would look and say it's a perfect world. The facilities are fantastic. Uh, you have 30 coaches employed. Uh, there's 82 million. The, the talent pool is wide and deep. Unfortunately, it's decentralized or it was decentralized and, and until uh, uh, 
we've been making changes and you know that debate is closed decentralized systems don't work in the modern world you know so that was the big 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 problem to get people to buy into the tracksuit to the crest not the regional and uh you see you have you have to be aware that whether you've eight number ones and eight number twos with 16 boxers there isn't one German on the team, you know. The heritage and the culture is spread all over the world. So to get those to believe in this unity, uh, pride, uh, pride of the, the, the tracksuit, pride of the, the, your boxing signet, this was the first thing that I really tried to change. And without that, there's nothing. There's, no, there's nothing that you can... Uh, Collectively, there's nothing, you know, and this is for continuous, continuous development. It has to be done from a collective training point of view as well. And, and, and guys under one roof and they've come on leaps and bounds, even in the last two years, because we've been doing this. And uh, that was the most difficult to take coaches, not so much the athletes, but to take coaches out of their comfort zone, uh, being situated in the region and not really seen any further than that region you know yeah that, that was if that makes sense that that was it still is very difficult and billy you were faced i'm sure with extreme kind of cultural challenges as well in the way the usa boxing was set up almost was it almost in a decentralized way like eddie's describing germany yes yeah, very similar you know they would, they would come together to colorado springs for couple of weeks or 10 days before they go off to a major tournament, which is probably going to ruin them <laughs> going to altitude. <laughs> it's going to take you a bit of time to acclimatize to that and then you, you got to go. But yeah, the big, biggest problem for me where, where it wasn't uh, similar to Eddie's was probably the lore of the professional here. All the coaching here is set up around, all the gyms are set up around professional boxing. And, you know, even though it may sound boxing is boxing, but uh, the two different sports, professional boxing and amateur boxing, or Olympic-style boxing, I like to call it, are two different games. You know, if you're looking at, at athletics, I would liken, liken the um, professional boxing to a to a marathon runner and the, and the amateur boxing to a, a sprinter. Uh, you need to be very fast, fleet-footed and fast hands, you know, for an Olympic boxer, whereas the professional can stay and take their time and wear people down. So anyway, it's just a little bit too different than that. So if, if you got that in the gyms from early and the kids are trained with that, uh, you know, they're not getting the skill set that they need to become an Olympic. That's, I think, where I've gone since I've come setting up a, a coach education program that'll help develop that in the, in the gyms, in the schools, or in the gym system uh, throughout the, the country. And that's been, that's been now sent around the country. We're, we're, we're doing different levels of coach education for, to help, to help develop that so that the guys that I get into the, the top team have all the skills and all the fundamentals that you wish them to have. Yeah. Is it difficult for, for you particularly because 
American kids are kind of trained, like you say, in that pro style. And uh, there's obviously there's always the lure of the pro game, and you've lost every every other month. It seems that you're losing one of your top talents to the professional game. But also, is it difficult in that you're trying to train them one way, but Aiba kind of tend to change the scoring as well. So they're bringing amateur boxing into a more professional kind of way. And is that making your your life easier or more difficult? Yeah, I don't think it's helping. Uh, to be honest with you, and I think you know, I know I I did the w, myself and Eddie were involved with the WSB and the APB uh, when it was going in Ireland, and you know, there were there were there were fantastic ideas, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, we are Olympic style boxing, and it's a three it's a three three men around. I don't think we need to we need to go any further than that. I think we need to stay in our in our in our house that we're we're comfortable with. Um, that type of boxing is what we what we're experts at, and let us stay in that and grow that instead of trying to take over some of the professional side of boxing. You know that you know we are the breeding ground for all those world Olympic and professional you know professional champions in the future. Mm. I think that's what our we need to know what our what our niche is and what our market is, and we need to build that up and, and make ourselves better at the Olympic style boxing rather than try to break into someone else's uh, type of boxing. Yeah, and Eddie, were the Germans uh, that you encountered kind of well placed to well placed to to learn? And to, and to grow as opposed to having that kind of professional style where you needed to adapt adapt their styles in order to win medals. Yeah, well, I, I came in as professional boxing was dying in Germany. It was it was massive. At uh, I'm not really sure on the, on the dates, maybe the late 90s or 2000, you know, you had this Zauerland and it was money, money for cake. You know, that's why you had Golovkin starting there, the, the Klitschko's. Uh, they had a very big television uh, input financially, but uh, that 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 that's gone now. And uh, okay, the pro game sometimes is an easier door to push open, but it's usually when you're not uh, making it as a, as an Olympic boxer, you, you find this other door to push open. But uh, no, at this stage, I don't re- I don't really have that problem. I have a lot of talent underage. Uh, the program that. That's that's what we're implementing over there now. It's probably a little bit late for for most of the elite team I have now, or or, or at least some of them. But the the ones coming underneath, I I, I have no problem with these guys adapting. Uh, the talent is immense. Uh, it's just really building that, giving them a vision and building that culture around them and getting them under the one roof, so that we can have international uh, camps. We can monitor their development. They re, you know, your team needs to be exposed and uh, to other world class boxers, whether it's abroad or you bring teams in. That's how uh, development is done, and that's how improvement is done. So, I, I think the next four years, you we hope to make a big impact. And have you, um, you know, hopefully so? And well. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. For, for your sake, if not ours, because mm. how have your experiences been coming up against Irish boxers? You're, one of your boxers deprived Kurt Walker of, an, of a place at the Olympic Games. Uh, it looks like Kurt's going to qualify afterwards, but and Billy yeah. as well. How's it been coming up against against Irish uh, boxers? For, for me? Uh, well, both of you, yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> it does bring, I don't know how Billy handles it. He's, he, he's, again, he's, he's a little bit before me with making the move and, and uh, being being in the opposite corner to me, even when I was still working with Ireland, but it brings a lot of pressure. Uh, there is a lot of ego involved. You know, we are e- egotistical. It drives us. You know, uh, it's not nice seeing Zora in the other corner or Billy in the other corner. It does bring pressure. Uh, but uh, we've done okay. We've done okay, and uh, I'll take a few losses. But that one in London was absolutely fantastic. Uh, and it was the one to get us get our first guy to qualify for uh, Tokyo. Uh, look, I know that the, any Irish boxer at this level is technically super uh, conditioned. Uh, it's a, it's a difficult task. You don't want to be mean too many of them. So, for me, I it was my first one. On, <laughs> was a bit of it was going to be a nightmare, but it didn't actually happen. But with Michael Condon at at the in Rio, Shakur uh, obviously had one, and Michael was in Michael was in next against Nikitin, mm. and we were expecting the fight in the you know the fight Michael uh, in the semi final of the Olympics, and I was dreading it. I was absolutely dreading. Uh, the fact that was ten months earlier, I'm in Michael's corner when he wins the world. You know, he wins. He wins the only male world championship that we ever won. And, yeah. You know the joy, and you know, we still have a good relationship. And you know, I was absolutely dreading that moment. Uh, and then he lost the fight, and I couldn't believe it that he lost the fight. And I was so glad that I didn't have to make the choice of whether I was going to do the corner that day. Really, be honest with you. I didn't have to make that choice, but um, yeah, but you know, after a while, I, I dreaded it. I really dreaded it because, like, like Eddie, uh, both of us are, 
staunch Irishmen. And, uh, you know, we love the fact that we represent our country and then got an opportunity to represent them as, as, a co- as coaches. And, um, it's, you know, your heart and passion and your love is always in Ireland. So, you know, unfortunately, um, now we, you know, we've met on, on a few occasions and it gets easier and it gets easier in the sense that, um, you know, it, it then becomes a piece of, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to, Sawyer's in the corner or John Connors in the corner we're around a bit of a banter we're trying to get one up on each other you know <laughs> yeah. do, do either of you know your record against Irish fighters since you've uh, taken your new jobs no I don't uh, many times Agala wasn't in the corner for Joe when he lost in the chemistry cup uh, he, he was robbed Eddie he was robbed that day oh, I, I, actually, I actually did win the fight uh, but it's a very technical good well, fight. Your guy took the decision, so have yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll have a look there. German name. Yeah. Uh, we lost to Michaela Walsh. Uh, we beat Wayne Kelly, and I think we we beat Kurt. I'd yeah, that was Kurt. a big one. Yeah, I take that one, and you can, they can have all the rest of them. Yeah, and your boxer was superb. Are they Shafkov or Shadalov? Shadalov. Shadalov. Yeah, he was I'm British. Shadalov. Yeah, but it wasn't. I, I won't dwell on it too much, but it wasn't a, a real shock. It might have been a shock to to uh, to the guys in the press in Ireland, but he, I mean, he beat uh, Ramirez. You know, the Cuban that beat Michael in the Olympics. Mm. Uh, he got a result over him. Uh, he went to America with, uh, he was one of the few to win on that in Chattanooga. He's only 21. So the, the extra year has really helped him. But there's a lot of those guys and a lot of that talent in Germany. We just got to get him into that system. And that's what I'm hoping we could yeah. do over. Do you remember any other uh, Ireland versus USA clashes, Billy? I, I can't remember. So we, well, we had a, jewel, a couple of jewels actually in Boston. Mm. A few, um, and then I, you know, on the international stage, you know, I don't think we have we haven't met that often. I think we've met uh, Tiger Tiger Johnson fought uh, Aiden Walsh. I think, and then the Mother girls fought um, Michaela Walsh as well. So I can't, I'm not I'm not sure um, how how we fared out. <laughs> you're not keeping you're not keeping score anyway. No, I'm not keeping score. If I forget about it, I move on to the next one. So <laughs> I remember um, speaking to you last year, Eddie. You were saying how you're bringing almost like an Irish style uh, to Germany, and I guess the Irish style kind of was born from originally. You know, copying Cuba, then copying Russia, and you know, mixing it with Irish. So. What sort of style is now being? You know, what sort of style now is being followed? Well, yeah, when I said that, I was probably still on cloud nine. I was probably talking about a hundred miles an hour because uh, it was just after that fight. I'm implementing what I know and implementing what I, I what I was educated in Dublin and what I learned in Dublin. And if that happens to be an Irish system, which it, which it is, because I'm sure uh, originally. Uh, Ideas and, and methods were taken from other countries, but we put our own uh, uh, twist on it. But yeah, I'm trying to do the same. And I'm, to be honest, you know, when you go into a new country, 
are a new system and you're employed to lead it, you can go with maybe, you can go with 100 uh, options, but probably too easy. You can go in as a dictator and say, this is the way it's going to be. And this, if my way or the highway and you implement what you know, or you give it a bit of time that would take slower and you see what these people have to offer. So there's a lot of good, uh, a lot of good coaches in Germany, a lot of good systems, a lot of good support and a lot. So I'm trying to make it now more of a blend. Uh, I brought in physiologists. I brought in uh, strength and conditioning coaches, uh, which is very strange. Like the, 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 these uh, all educated GDR coaches did everything. And it's not good. You know, it's not good. You need, you need your physiologists to, to, to take care of that key area. You need your strength conditioning to take care of the, the physical strength area. And uh, that's 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 the road I'm going with it. And uh, But there is room to see what, what works and what was good in, in the German system. And, and there's a lot. Uh, the facilities are second to none. I'd say the best in the world, you know. I, I was gonna, I was gonna move on, but uh, and just to expand on that. But before, before I do, have you guys met each other? Have you guys come up with boxer versus boxer Germany versus USA? We had dual matches in in in, in uh, Chattanooga, but if if you mean on the world stage, I think mm. it's just it's just uh, a couple of girls, or maybe only the one. Uh, no, maybe yeah, I think it was seventy five kilos, Billy, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, uh, with with uh, Naomi oh. Graham and and uh, Zara Zara Zoris, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, we I, I actually called out a unanimous decision to us, and then it was it was the other ring, and we lost it on a three two. <laughs> so oh, I remember that well. So uh, that's the only time I think, Billy. Yeah, as far as I can, uh, yeah. Apart from yet this one. Uh, and the international stage, yeah, the, 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 we've we, we've boxed each other a lot on the on the uh, you know the chemistry cup, the Cologne cup, uh, and I, I've been over to America with a team. Did did you both um, butt heads with many people? Because that's always part of kind of implementing your own coaching style, isn't it? You're going to come up against confrontation. I know Billy probably saw a lot of it in, when he began with the Ireland team and. The stories about your fallouts with uh, Clarissa Shields are pretty good because she was talking about you on Joe Rogan show as well there recently. Oh, uh, yeah. About how she, she said to you um, when you came in, listen, Billy, I'm going to win my second gold medal in 2016, you know, almost whether you like it or not. And you said to her, well, it's going to be far more difficult. And she said, well, I'm only talking in an optimistic headspace right now and I'm not going to listen to your crap. And uh, I suppose you had to say, oh, well, we'll see. But eventually you guys came to an understanding. But I guess um, you often hear if a foreign coach comes into a proud nation and if that nation hasn't been successful, people will kind of show a bit of resentment that oh, someone else is having to be kind of parachuted in from abroad to help us out. Did you both experience that kind of thing? I think for myself, um, I didn't really, I suppose... I'm not really great for social media, so I didn't uh, get to witness a whole lot of it. If there were, if there were some went on the social media from the coaches around the country, uh, but from USA boxing point of view, when I came here, my CEO at the time was um, Mike, and Mike was um, he was great. He couldn't do enough for me and looked after me to the best. Um, Mike Martino. And I got a, 
from that, I got a new CEO was Mike McEntee, and he's, he's been great as well. It's been fantastic. So they've welcomed me in open arms and and, and all I had to bring uh, to the table. Um, it's been great. So the feedback from there has been great. It's, you know, we started working quite a bit in isolation in the sense that uh, there isn't many coaches in here. We bring in you know, five or six coaches that we have working with us for the last few years and they they come in from around. So we get some feedback from them. But, you know, most of the clubs and the situations here, they're not really focused on the national team. They're focused on who's going to be the next Mayweather, who's going to be the next Tyson. You know, that's what I think they're and, and trying to run their gyms and make some money from that. Because um, so. I remember speaking to uh, one of your predecessors, Pat Burns. He was obviously the coach at 96. And um, he was he was giving out a lot about having to bring in a foreign coach. I've even got what he said here. He says, um, I'm not looking to start a big fight here because I'll probably back it anyway, although Pat Burns is a handy guy. But he says, um, he, he said it pissed off people bringing in an Irish coach. Like an Irish team wouldn't want me to come and coach their country, even though Ireland has a great history of bringing in kind of coaches from abroad. And he says, I shouldn't go to Germany to coach the Germans because there's great German coaches and it pissed a lot of people off and it hurt the USA program. Did you know about this? No. So that's why I don't read social media. But yeah. at the end of the day, you know, I wanted to do a job, come back from, came from a successful program. You know, they had no male medals in London. That's why uh, I was brought in. There no male medals in London. And we, we turned that around in Rio. Um, and so when we've had success at World Championships since then, uh, which they weren't, they hadn't won, I think the one in 217, the one was in Germany, Eddie. I think we did, a, we, had, we won three medals. I think it was the best they'd done since 1999. Uh, so, you know, I don't have to <laughs> show them, you know, the, the things weren't going well here. They didn't have, didn't have a structure in the system and they look for someone that helps that, which is, is often used here in a lot of the sports in the Olympic training center there. There's a lot of, there's a lot of foreign coaches. And I know I was part of the area set up when Nicholas Cruz came, you know, and in the same, similar situation, why do we need a foreign coach, you know, and because we weren't having success, you know, and we, what we were living in the past. And, and so we brought in someone that, that knew what, knew what good, look like and, and started to implement this training setup. And then when we started, when I started with Gary Keegan, uh, you know, the first thing he done was bring in, he brought in a foreign coach with the, with the skills that were up to date and uh, which is our idea. Yeah. And I don't think anybody would argue with the results. For sure. And, and we became the most successful sporting team in the country. You know, I suppose if you look between 2008 and 2012, you know, we won eight medals, which was which is a quarter of the amount of medals we won them in four years. So, yeah, they needed to change. They needed to change here. wasn't being successful, so that's what we're in the process of doing. Yeah, and Eddie, you're coming from. You're probably you're taking over in Germany a lower base. You're you're looking at the last three Olympic games. You've got one one bronze medal combined. Mm. Um, what would what would measure a success for you at the next Olympic games? Uh, I I really don't like you know how do you measure success uh, in medals? I, I believe 
Yeah. I believe now uh, the quality of the team that if we, if we, we come through our European qualifier, I mean, there's nobody can argue it's the hardest qualifier to come through uh, because of the depth, the number of countries and the depth of talent. Uh, I think we can go over there with, if we get four or five over the line, four maybe, maybe five, they can go with confidence of getting on the podium. Definitely Shadloff, Nadine Abbott's, is, is is probably seated. Uh, our super heavyweight is seated number one in the qualifier. Uh, uh, our fifty-seven kilo girl is former world champion, so it's quality. Uh, I, I would go with confidence. If we picked up one, two medals, I'd be happy. I'd be more than happy. It'd be a fantastic result, you know. And I don't really want to talk about kicking the can down the road. And you always have another Olympics coming, but. Uh, I really feel confident that uh, once the system is uh, is uncompromised and the young kids coming in, I think we're going to see growth and impact at European world and and, and Olympic over the next Olympic cycle. Yeah. And uh, but we definitely have the quality within the team now to pick up a medal or two. But it's very difficult. It's very difficult. I mean, that's what they would be hoping of me. And hoping of me to say a medal too, but it's a, the minute you say that, you know. Yeah, your boss is in the Irish Sports Council. Then, yeah, have you found, have you found that sparring with superior or better nations, not superior nations, but just yeah. better quality of competition, like the Irish team experienced back in the day, has risen the standard of your own country? Absolutely, <laughs> since, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, you know. Like I said again, once we brought that collective uh, team together and 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 labelled them as a national elite team, uh, we started looking for uh, further shores. You know, we we have a great relationship with Cuba, uh, and, and you know, I'm not saying we mean, we we win many spars, but we definitely leave. Uh, we, we definitely leave uh, uh, Cuba mentally stronger than when we go there. You know, and it, it really has helped. Uh, we've been to Kazakhstan. We've been to USA. We and we've worked with Ireland. We have a we have a core uh, kind of partnership we work with, and it's definitely definitely we're getting stronger. Uh, we hit Sheffield last year before the qualifier, and uh, we made a big impact there. And it was felt, you know, even to the fact where the GB coaches said, "Well, we hope we don't meet any EUs down the road," and. That's really all I'm looking for up until and see where see where that takes us. But it's definitely down to sparring with uh, Kazakhstan, Cuba, USA, Ireland, England, and traveling as a one as a unit. Yeah, and that's how growth is done, and that's how development is done. Yeah, in an era of kind of COVID, the the Olympics being put back a full year and just so much uncertainty, qualifiers all over shop. It must be really difficult to keep boxers as part of a team, like you say, this team of this collective. And Billy, particularly, you've lost a couple of guys to the pros. I think you even lost your light heavyweight there, the guy who knocked out or who knocked down La Cruz, uh, the the great Cuban, uh, the Joe Ward's nemesis, Julio Cesar La Cruz. So, how difficult has it been to keep your team together just with so much uncertainty? Yeah, it has been a challenge, I think, for everyone. Um, you know, the thing about this COVID, is, it wasn't just a one day, it wasn't just a yearly pandemic. It was something different every day. It was a challenge every day, you know, between athletes and training and 
trying to get into our own training center, the Libby training center, which we haven't been allowed into really at all. We ended up setting up our gym in a, in a disused Macy's store <clears throat> in Colorado Springs. So <clears throat> that's what we're working out, uh, out of uh, since. So yeah, it, it has been a difficult and challenging time mentally for a lot of the athletes as well. You know, a lot of these guys and gals would have <clears throat> had their plan on their four year cycle, you know, keeping them together and keeping them on the team was was a challenge obviously for that four years and, and given the vision of, of the Libby Games and using that as a platform before you go professional. So that's what we had sold to the team and that and then obviously the you know the goalposts kept moving with it was cancelled and then yeah, and then it was put back a year. So the, all of these guys, their their professional career back year. Uh, and so it's been a challenge. <laughs> it's been a big challenge. But look at you know we we've kept them active, you know, when maybe it wasn't the, you know, we weren't our our even indications of what we're doing the right thing. But we we brought them together, you know, as possible. Uh, kept them training and and kept them uh, together, and we stayed in a hotel and. And now we moved down to Chula Vista, which is just outside San Diego, uh, again, to keep them together and, and keep them healthy and, and, and bring some teams in to, to constantly keep pushing because these games are going to happen. Yeah. This is what I kept saying to them. Like, this game's going to happen and we can't come along and say, oh, it's your COVID. We didn't, you know, all the rest of the countries in the world know. And your Kazakhstans, your Uzbekistans, your, your Russians, you know, your Chinese, they're all training. You know that they're really trying to, <laughs> they're getting ready for it. And we can't just have an excuse and say, oh, it's your COVID. It's going to happen. We know the game's going to happen. It always put back a year, but we know it's going to happen uh, this year. And we, we need to be ready. Yeah, but uh, also, though, how much, it, like, you can't focus on the once they've turned professional and made their debuts and stuff, but it must be such a, a massive blow to lose kind of gold medal prospects like Keyshawn Davis. And there's been a couple others, I think Troy, Troy Isley and stuff, but Keyshawn Davis. Would have been. I know there was there was some problems with him getting on the team. He was was he humming and hawing and in and out and dropped off the team a couple of times. But you've you know a couple of guys that you've put a few years into at this stage, uh, th- turning professional on the almost on the eve of the games, is a big blow to your project, or is it? Absolutely, yeah. Look, at, there was there's maybe three of them there, and I think we learned as we we had our we had our Olympic trials in December, and uh, Duke Reagan, who had yeah. who fought the and Troy, I see both world medalists uh, uh, boxed at the weekend there uh, as pros, but they lost their place on the team. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Troy got in, had, had been injured. And then, you know, what, what I had done was to to give them the chance if if they did have to lose their national championships, we, we bought up two, not thinking that they wouldn't even get to the final. They didn't even get to the final. <laughs> So that that plan sort of went out the window, because um, we bring in the top two, and then we we would judge them over a few months, right? Uh, with competition and see how see how they did, and uh, and then we picked the best one out of that internationally. And so that the two guys didn't get that that stage, so we couldn't judge them. With so unfortunately, uh, they were out, and then Keyshawn uh, was dropped from the team, uh, and so um, yeah, but you know. I did, End of the day, 
it was for the culture, for the betterment of the team and, and the culture um, at the time. So uh, it was a decision made by everybody here to, um, it, was, it, was, it wasn't acceptable. So that's where we're at. You know, there's a few things coming on the road maybe <laughs> that might change a lot of things. But well, at the moment, that's where we're at. With those guys that won those tries and won those spots and trying to fast track them with experience over the last few this year actually so we got out to Spain to a tournament we got to France for a tournament yeah so we, we're getting him some we got him some competition instead of going to the Libby Games like like probably last four years ago when I, or five years ago when I got here a lot of the guys had only one international or, or, or the, the first international was the qualifying tournament you know and you can't be that experience if you haven't had that experience and style the type of boxing this we done on the international level is very difficult uh, when you get there to uh, perform at that level. Yeah. I guess um, given the uh, program you've implemented in terms of coaches and a production line, are the, are the successors, are the new kids coming through better, like slightly better schooled to be successful at the top level than they were when you arrived four or five years ago? Yeah, they have been. And we get the experience as well, international experience. Has been, you know, a lot of these guys, as soon as they turn 18, they're gone professional. Mm. So telling him, and the problem was for them, <clears throat> was the guys that we had uh, for the last quad, that we kept them on. And if these young kids thought they weren't going to be able to beat them at nationals to get at the guest uh, on the Olympic team. So... Uh, they decided to go professional because this team seemed to be, you know, geared for the Olympic Games, and uh, uh, there was there was uh, it was a tough challenge for an eighteen-year-old to beat anybody that was already on the team. So yeah, look, it's, it's a constant challenge. You know, at eighteen, you're gone. You know, no experience. You know, I don't know. I don't understand maybe just orders and what have you, uh, because. The best experience you're ever going to get is, is is an Olympic experience. So when you fight for your country, you fight international boxing. You fight the best from that country, from that other country. You know you're not fighting a bomb a month. You're you're actually fighting world class fighters every time you're go going out. You're fighting them in the most hostile environment, challenging conditions, Kazakhstan or Uzbekistan or Russia. You know you're, you're going to be in tough places and mentally and physically, uh, and that's going to that's going to Stand them in good stead if you ever go professional. Mm. Well, look, lads, it's all systems go to Tokyo, um, and hopefully, all goes well this summer. Hope so. I hope yeah. so. Looking forward to it. To be honest with you, you know, um, it's been a challenge, and uh, like like Freddie, like everybody, uh, but you know, it's still in the big games. It's the biggest show on earth, you know, and there might there may not be many people at it, but. I think I remember in Rio, I got the stats on, on the London Olympic Games. There was like 3.5 billion people watched the Olympic Games. Half the world's population watched the games. You know, it, it's it's the biggest exposure that any of these kids will ever get. It'll be the biggest the biggest show or the big that they, that they ever box on if they become the next Mayweather or whatever. There's, you know, there's only going to be a, a couple of million or maybe a hundred million maximum watching that. But the Libby Games has the biggest viewing audience of all all sporting occasions. So it's a great opportunity for these kids to get out and, 
and enjoyed that experience. Yeah, and lads, uh, just before I let you go, any designs on one day in the future coming back and having an involvement with the Irish team? Yeah, for me, it, it, it it's always something down the road. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it too much now. Uh, um, I, I really love the exposure and, and the interaction with the, and the challenge. Uh, and I love that I'm looking and seeing pockets of success for me. So I'll be there, hopefully. I, I've taken it one day at a time, but hopefully I, I, I want to see the the fruits of uh, the program with, with the with the young kids coming through. I mean, I, I can't stress enough. And we have been so, I have can't really make any excuses about the last year for us. We've been, internally, we've, we, we've been operating on all systems go. Uh, we've been training. We've been able to manage the risk and bring in teams. And uh, we've developed our under 22s and our under 19s. So for me, uh, down the line, I, I, I've great, ex, great experiences and great memories of being in Dublin. But uh, in the near future, I'm going to be trying to do my best to to get German boxers on podiums. Yeah, and um, Billy, for a while there in 2015, 2016, you're probably the most famous man in Ireland, a boxing coach, top of the top of the tier. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, at the moment, like, like any, I'm happy where I'm at. I've got a contract till 2024, um, and you know, and ever, but you know, I, I don't ever see us go back to to, to working in Ireland again uh, with with the boxing setup. Um, but you, you never know. You never know. I'm I'm quite happy here, and uh, as I say, like any, you want to see. Success and hopefully, hopefully, we're we're building success for the future and for long after our time, our time is done. And for me, at the moment, London or sorry, Paris is is uh, where where I'm tied up till, and then after that, I don't. Yeah, would you have ambitions to stay in the states longer, or is that the big one you're 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 working towards? And after yeah, that, I'm really, I'm really. Again, like Eddie is saying in the moment, and I sort of enjoy every day, and I'm really enjoying it here at the moment. So, like, yeah, Paris is, I haven't taught anything else past that. Yeah, well, look, lads, thanks very much for joining us today on the Rocky Road. Much appreciated, and best, best wishes this summer in the Olympic Games. Appreciate Thank it, you, Kevin. Kevin. Thank you.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 